What's going on up on Black Duck Lake and further north on Red Lake? We'll find out with Carl Adams of Timberline Sports and Convenience. Plus, it's Lake of the Weekday, and Andy Thompson has the details of a beautiful little lake north of Bemidji. It's all coming up. Welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Checking in with Carl Adams at Timberline Sports in Black Duck. As uh, we get into that uh, busy season, Carl, where we're not only talking fishing anymore, but there's a lot of hunting season starting. And this year we've even got, uh, you know, a four- or five-day window of a couple of early uh, early waterfall sports uh, seasons going this year. So you're talk- I'm sure you're getting ready for hunting, too. We do. We are. And it's, it's, it's that time of year where it gets a lot of people excited to do outdoor uh Outdoor things in general, if uh, people are going to enjoy being outside, the weather's finally cooled off a little bit. Uh, our hunting seasons, some of them have already started, and more are soon to start this weekend. And, and and it's my very favorite time to fish. The month of September, I wish I wish it lasted six months instead of just one. <laughs> yeah, it is a really good time of fish because usually the weather at that time is decent, not you know not too cold, not too hot, and of course the bite is great. And that is exactly what uh, what almost happens every September. So we should we we expect it to happen uh, happen soon. Now it's already September. We're going to talk about that in a minute. I'm I am curious to see if you've seen an uptick in people uh, getting hunting gear with these uh, uh, the the early teal season, which we've never had before. And of course, bear hunting is starting. And I think we have a an early is it an early goose season as well? Hey, correct. That's opening this weekend. And the teal and the and the early goose season's all happening this week, starting this weekend, and, and bear season already open. And 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 I think partly we're seeing we're seeing excitement about that because people are. I think there's going to be an uptick with a few more extra people doing it. Um, we're also seeing uh, the excitement because it is a little tougher to find your ammo. So you know, as soon as we get ammo in and we get daily orders in, people are coming in to try to uh, find your ammo because it's going to be a little bit of a shortage. I, I think this whole fall we're going to see some shortages. Uh, we get stuff in, but if you're after something specific, it might be a tough, a tough year to find some of that. How bad has it been for you guys in the retail biz trying to get this stuff? It's it's a lot more work to get product, um, way way harder than it's ever been, and and then it disappears really fast. So then you're always looking for more. <laughs> so so it's a it's a constant struggle, but uh, we've been able to keep some in stock. So, are you hearing from your suppliers that that there's there's light at the end of the tunnel with this? That's the that's the part that scares me the most is because we really haven't heard that. I think things, a few things are getting better, but a lot of things I've actually, uh, you know, there, it's not it's not getting better. And some of the things for this winter might be really tough. Uh, it's just things haven't gotten a lot better. There's a lot of uh, delays in shipping. So you know, something like ice fishing, if you delay it very long, you miss the season. And and so there's there's going to be a lot of that kind of stuff we'll deal with. Uh, that's basically COVID related. That's going to last for at least a at least another half a year or something, but okay. 
You know, I was. Uh, I expect I'll be chasing down Matt Brewer here after he gets done uh, with all his, his uh, bear hunting trips. But it's expected to be a really good bear season. Uh, do you have a lot of bear hunters over there, and, and what are you hearing we from those do. guys? Uh, we, we always have a lot of people in the area. Uh, you know, we're kind of on that uh, in that area that has a lot of bears. And the, the guys baiting right now have had really good luck. I didn't talk to the guys at work last night to see how many people registered bear, but I'm sure that there was some bear shot last night. Um, and I think... It typically, it seemed like a better than normal year for people having uh, bear coming into their baits. I think there's a few more bear, and I think there was a few less uh, natural food sources for them. So it should be a really good year for the bear hunters. They might be a little fussier then. They might, uh, you know, try to wait for the little bit bigger one. But uh, I think in general, um, it should be a really, really good bear season. Okay. Well, let's talk fishing. Uh, it's been a while since we, we've uh, visited you with that. How, you know, you, black duck started out with a spectacular walleye bite well into June. Uh, did that continue through much of the summer, or did it slow down? I would say it was better than normal for most of the summer, though it did kind of slow down, you know, the, the last few weeks of August there. We're a, we're a little bit slower than what it had been, and, and I think you just saw a few less people uh Without the really good bite, I think there was a few less people getting out, and that we've seen that on some of the lakes. Um, you know, the weather was hot, and and uh, so I think there was more recreation stuff going on, uh, and a little less fishing. Um, and when you did fish, it was uh, it was a little bit slower, uh, and it seemed like it was on a lot of the lakes. They there was a little bit of a slowdown right uh, towards the end of August. Though I I thought earlier in the early part of August and, and through July was better than normal. Well, I, I got to say, considering how unbelievably hot it was um, by our standards, and with that severe drought and those water uh, levels just being all out of whack, I was surprised at how strong the bite was as long as it was. Yeah, and that's that's what I was thinking too. I, I just I kept thinking, oh, it's warm, and and there's still people sneaking out and catching fish, and it kind of went throughout the whole summer. I thought it was better than I expected. Um, and I, I sure hope, I, I kind of think we might see that. There is your classes of small walleyes on a, almost every lake. It seems like there's a lot of um, some of those smaller ones. Well, those eat a lot of food to grow, uh, so they bite well, and they make the ones that are a little bit bigger bite too because they got to compete for some of that food. I think we're going to see just a phenomenal bite on a lot of our lakes this fall. Um so uh, as we look at uh, the, the bite throughout the summer, one of the lakes I didn't hear much of, and, and I just I never know if it's because it's slow over there or because it's such a spectacular bite most of the time that it has to be really amazing to hear about it. I didn't hear much about Red Lake, and and that was the case almost all summer, and and it's it's a little combination of both of those things because. With Red Lake, if you go up there and you work hard to get your limit, you'd be happy on any other lake, and on Red, you're disappointed if you have to work hard to catch your limit. <laughs> and and that's kind of the way it was all summer. It hasn't been that phenomenal bite that we see uh, that we see in the spring, that we see uh, in the first part of winter. Um, it's been one of those things where you will talk to some guys who catch fish. It's been uh, scattered fish. They're mostly trolling cranks. But it hasn't been a phenomenal bite, um, you know, the – if you have wind, people don't get up there either, so we've had that. Uh, we've had some days of wind. Um, but it, it hasn't been quite the same uh, Red Lake that we're used to a lot of summers. Uh, it was kind of made up for with Lake of the Woods staying really, really good all year long. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that is an amazing fishery up there, and that uh, is so consistent and has been for the last several years. Um, nothing seems to phase Lake of the Woods. Nothing has yet. It, it, stayed, it stayed really strong uh, 
this whole summer. Uh, it's been a really good bite coming into this fall yet. Um, and that, that, that bite has stayed really good. I said red has, the guys are getting out there. I talked to a few different guys and they said, oh, yeah, we got our limit an hour and a half. And that, that sounds like the old, uh, the old red, but it, there just has been too many days where guys went up there and they had to work at it to catch fish instead of uh, just having that easy bite. And, and that's what we always hope for up there. So what do we need to catch fish right now? Well, we are starting to get into that September bite when things start to get really good. And almost every year for Labor Day, I make sure I have everything in the boat. So, um, you know, I, I go through the summer and I don't worry too much about minnows. Uh, you don't have to bring them with. They're hard to keep alive. But as you get into the fall, uh, the jig and minnow bite on a lot of lakes, um, and I'm tired of starting to talk to guys on some of our local lakes, Black Dick and Island, who are just jigging a fathead and catching fish. And that just gets better and better as the weather cools down and those fish start getting uh, out, moving outside of some of the weeds as they die and just sitting outside of the weeds. We're going to see a, a good jig and a minnow bite. Uh, we've seen it on the big lakes already, like Cass and, and Winnie and Red. Kind of they'll, They've already started, and our other lakes are going to switch to mostly jig and a minnow. But I always bring uh, any of the other bait I can. So I, I bring a crawler with uh, from opening day till the last day in the fall. Um, you can fish with a crawler uh, too. So you can you can do a lot of different things with a crawler. You can run it on a on a plain hook. You can run it behind a spinner. You can throw it on a jig. So I always have a little bit of both of those in the in the uh, boat all fall long. How uh, severe was the drought as far as uh, water levels in your area? I know there were some lakes here it was all really difficult to get on. What about Black Duck, Red, and some of those lakes? Yeah, and I there's been some digging out of some channels on Red, the, the wrong wind, and it's been really tough to get out on Red. Um, we're seeing that on a lot of lakes. Black Duck's access was actually pretty decent where you were able to get a decent boat out, but there's there's uh, people hit rocks and spots that that nobody had ever hit a rock on before on black. Our lakes are really low. There's a little more caution. I think that's led to some of that, uh, not quite as much fishing those last couple weeks of August as, as you got on some lakes. And it was, it was a struggle to get your boat off and on. Um, you know, with a lot of the bigger boats, it, it is hard, hard to do. There's not, I, I think our main lakes, either the DNR has been able to go and, and dredge them out just a little bit. Uh, so I think Black Duck and Island, um, I think people are, have been able to get on. But we might see if it drops any more this fall, and sometimes they do. Um, it, there's going to be a couple lakes where it might be tough to get on. Carl Adams of Timberline Sport and Convenience and Black Duck, my guest. We've got a lot more to cover with Carl later on. But up next, it's Lake of the Weekday. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Are you looking to plan a fishing trip? Look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is your year-round destination for walleyes, pike, muskie, bass, perch, crappie, panfish, and more. With over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji, come take a cast of becoming a fishing legend. While you're on your fishing adventure, come take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Discover the first city on the Mississippi... Bemidji, one step further. Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Lake of the Weekday, Lake of the Weekday, Lake of the Weekday, holy cow. It is Lake of the Weekday and we are headed north of Bemidji to Three Island Lake with Andy Thompson of the Bemidji Area Fisheries Office. And Andy, first of all, I think that whoever named this needs a little lesson in county. I counted way more than three islands on there. Yeah, I, depending on what you call an island, there could be five or six islands out there, I think. 
I guess he's going with the biggest, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Three Island Lake, uh, what I think is an, a neat thing about Three Island Lake, it's, uh, it's got that uh, county park there, very nice county park. It's got some camping opportunities, and it's a good-sized lake with, some, uh, with a lot of different fish in it. Yeah, it's it's an interesting lake. It's it's a pretty good sized lake, but it doesn't it doesn't feel that big uh, at first because it's kind of long and narrow, and uh, you know with the islands and the veg a lot of aquatic vegetation, a lot of wild rice out there. It just it looks like less water than than what's there, but it's about seven hundred acres and uh, fairly shallow. I think the maximum depth is about twenty five feet. But most of the lake is probably less than ten feet deep, okay. and uh, it's a—it's really kind of a—it looks more like what people would call a wildlife lake or an environmental lake. But uh, with the Turtle River running right through the the length of it, it's also a pretty good fishing lake. One of the uh, things that has a lot of in it is largemouth bass. Yeah, it's a pretty good bass lake, as well as northern pike. Uh, good numbers of those, and uh, they. They, they're not always easy to find because there are so many places those fish can be, but uh, good, good numbers of fish that, are, that have a lot, of, a lot of good habitat to live in. So you're going to get your bass, you're going to get your northerns. Looks like you're going to get plenty of bluegills, too. Yeah, it's a good, good panfish fishery. It's really a good all-around lake, but some, it's got nice bluegills and, and crappies as well, and then the bass and the pike, and then actually the walleye fishing can be pretty decent at times. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like it's got a ton of walleyes in there, but it's not, you know, uh, the rarest of things either. You can about the last I this this is from the 2016 survey. You were getting close to three uh, three walleyes in nets, and the average weight of a pound and a third. Yeah, yeah, and, and that population has been it's uh, the numbers have gone down a little bit over over time, but they're they're pretty consistently there. And uh, again, I credit the the river running through there and. Uh, in fact, uh, at the outlet in the Three Island County Park area, there's a, an old uh, dam that we modified in 2008 to allow fish to pass over that dam. So we think that that it probably already has helped and certainly will help in the future to keep some adult walleyes moving back and forth throughout that system. The uh, access is, uh, is, is a little small. Yep, a little bit. It's uh, it's just a sand bottom, so uh, you know the bigger the bigger boats and big heavy trailers might uh, struggle a little bit, but um, it, it gets a fair amount of use there. Just steady, um, you know. It's not unusual to have three or four vehicles parked there uh, any given day. So it does. It gets it gets some action out there. Yep. And again, uh, with the uh, with the county park. Um, you can do some camping. You can do some picnicking. Um, it's it's a it's a neat little place. Yeah, it, that uh, park has really uh, had some improvements lately, and it's it's a pretty popular recreational area now. Uh, it's got ski trails in the winter, which you can of course you know hike on in the summer, and that uh, that main park area has a a, a uh, shelter. And uh, the river at the outlet of the lake there is a popular place for people to to swim and spend some time in the summer so is the uh, is the access at the park it's it's in the park um if you take that three island road from uh county 23 that goes north from highway 71 about two miles and then take three island county park road into the park 
the boat ramp will be on the right before you reach the end of the road. And again, if you've got the real huge boats, think maybe think twice. Yeah, it's a it, that the ramp would be a little tough for for the a really big heavy boat to launch. Um, and then uh, you know there's quite a bit of shallow water throughout the lake too that you wanna you, you don't wanna just tear around anywhere. Um, kind of try to stick to the deeper areas with whatever motor boats you've got. Outside of the the park uh, area, is is the lake developed? Is there a lot of houses on there? There there are a few, but I would say it's lightly developed. Um, you know, the the county park itself is is more than just the park. There's a there's several thousand acres there, and a lot of that borders the east end of of the lake, and then uh, the north side is where a lot of the, the houses and cabins are. But it's pretty lightly developed. So, and you're looking for one of those places for a little peace and quiet, some good scenery, some nature. It's not a bad choice. Right. A lot of, a lot of wildlife there. Um, a couple of eagles' nests, uh, at least a couple. Ospreys and, and uh, you know, a variety of aquatic critters, beavers and otters and things like that. It would be a good place to paddle uh, a canoe or a kayak as well as fish. Well, I think, you know... Um, we live up here, and fishing is important to many of us, and we love to fish. But it's all about the total experience. And these these smaller lakes, with the you know surrounded by trees and those other aspects of the outdoors, I, I think are something we uh, we enjoy along with catching uh, some walleyes and bass and sunfish, etc. Yeah, it really makes for a nice day to to go out and and get away from the crowd a little bit and see some other things besides the fish that you're looking for. Yes, uh, and that, those other things often uh, are, are key for me because uh, a lot of times I don't catch those fish. So. All right. <laughs> Andy, uh, one of the things we need to be aware of on various lakes are the, what, what rules apply on those lakes. So what are we going to find on Three Island as far as any special regs go? Yeah, Three Island is actually one of our, our new quality sunfish initiative, uh, sunfish regulation lakes that are new this year in 2021. And it's a five fish daily limit for sunfish, and uh, you know it's it, the goal of that regulation is to to try to maintain or improve the size structure of of sunfish populations, specifically bluegills. But the regulation applies just to sunfish, all sunfish. And then also on on Three Island Lake, as well as the most of the Turtle River chain of lakes is a northern pike regulation it's it's kind of the the uh standard northern pike slot limit that we've had on on uh, all these lakes for about 18 years now and uh that lake uh, we've got surveys planned in 2021 for all those lakes and we we're planning to take a really good look at the pike population in those lakes and and see, you know, after this amount of time now, we should be able to see if these regs have had a had the desired effect of improving the size structure of, of the northern pike populations. So that's on the docket for this year. So what are the special northern regs on on that on the Turtle River chain? Yep. So that's a it's a three fish limit, which is consistent with the old statewide northern pike limit. Um, but it, then it's also a 24 to 36 inch protected size range where you can't keep anything in that size range, and then only one over 36 inches is allowed. 
anecdotally what you've been seeing over the years, uh, do you have any vibe on on how effective it's been? Well, we, we've uh, done a few surveys since that regulation was uh, first put in place, and we saw kind of mixed results on the different lakes in the chain. Some lakes seemed like they improved pretty quickly, and then others had virtually no effect whatsoever. So the it wasn't really clear what was happening, which is why we kind of waited. We wanted to wait for another round of surveys now in, in uh, 2021, and we're assuming that uh, any effects should be pretty clear by now. It is our Lake of the Week. It's a great lake. I, I really enjoy Three Island. It's a, it's a real pretty place to hang out. Uh, it's Three Island Lake, and it is uh, about how... How many miles north of Bemidji? I don't even pay attention anymore. About 10 miles up 71 from from uh, the city limits to, to that Turtle River area okay. and, and north a couple miles from there. All right, Three Island Lake, our Lake of the Week. Andy Thompson of the Bemidji Area Fisheries Office with all the details. Andy, thank you very much. You're welcome, Kev. Thank you. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Checking back in with Carl Adams from Timberline Sport and Convenience in Black Duck. We've had a lot of rain lately, that's great, but uh, I think there's probably we need to have a lot more to get back to what we would consider normal. We do. I, 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 the lakes, I mean, lakes and rivers, uh, that's been a, a little bit of a struggle to get some of the bait to uh, just because of that. But the lakes and rivers are, are really, really low, and we haven't got it. I mean, we've barely got any rain lately, just enough to, to stop them from getting... Uh, you know, from getting any lower, and if we if we didn't get rain for a two week stretch or something, I, I some of our lakes would still lose enough water that uh, through evaporation and stuff that it it'd be really tough because the boat landings are you know I start to question when I go to a lake whether I wonder if I can get into that landing or not, and that that's made things a little tougher. I said I think most of the big lakes I haven't had anybody that couldn't get on, but there has been some some of the smaller lakes that that. Uh, guys have come and said oh i couldn't get my boat into that so and you know if you if you've got extremely low water levels and you get ice over and then you get um, you know maybe some snow and all those things that typically would make for some winter kill it, it could be worse when you have less water and that's going to give you even less oxygen yeah there, there could be some issues there i you know it's it, uh We'll ha- we'll have to see what that what the, the what the winter brings uh we'll need some snow just to uh just to fill our lakes back sure, up. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. I know it's sometimes droughts, <laughs> sometimes droughts last a little while, and maybe we won't. Uh, maybe we'll go another winter because we didn't have a lot of snow last winter. And yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. Everybody's doing fingers crossed things. That's for sure. Well, uh, you you talked a lot about the fall bite, but uh, really, what, typical fall. Um, you, what what kind of presentation do you like to do when you're in the heart of that September bite? That heart of that September bite, we do get into that where I like to jig fish a lot. Uh, that jig in a minnow is, is a fun bite. It's the same spring bite we have, and a lot of times it's really good. Um, so just being able to jig a minnow, I sometimes will just throw a chunk of a crawler on a on a jig too. Then you know if there's uh, uh, any of the bluegills or some other species might eat that too. So that's a that's a really nice thing. And then the other one is uh, rigging big minnows. Uh, it's just been been one of my favorite things to do. You catch big fish with it. Um, so if you get creek chubs or red tails and uh, rig those uh, over some bigger fish, you know, and they concentrate in some of that deeper water, when you find some spots where there's some of those, that's a that's a really fun bite. 
you know, people uh, really who who do it love fall fishing, and yet uh, there's so few people who do it compared to the you know the hardest summer. Understandably, you know, kids back in school, a lot of them playing sports, uh, hunting seasons. Uh, people still have to go to work, so there's a limited number of hours in the day to do all the things you want to do. But boy, if you can get out there, it's quiet. There's a lot of space, and there's a lot of fish biting. Yes, as I said, that's why I, September is my favorite month. It's uh, it's you don't have the the bitterly cold uh, weather that you might hit in October. Fishing stays just gets better throughout the whole month. Um, so we should have some really really good fishing coming up, uh, but lots of other things to do too. Um, but if you do get a chance to get out and catch some fish, the fall is a great time to do it. So what uh, what hunting seasons do you like to take part in? Uh, you know, I, I do enjoy a walk in the woods anytime to just say something grouse. There seems like there's going to be a lot of grouse around. Uh, and then then once the rifle season comes for deer, our, our fishing season about done. So I make sure I uh, uh, get out and, and do a bunch during the, the rifle season and maybe even the muzzleloader season if I get stuck. Uh, at work too much during rifle season so i i enjoy anytime i get to be out in the woods but i kind of uh use september and and uh the nice days in october i tend to uh try to find a way out on the boat instead of uh in the woods just because there isn't enough time to do both um i you know i've never done muzzle loading what's what's the appeal of muzzle loader season well, the really wonderful thing about muzzleloading hunting is uh, there's just not very many people out in the woods. So you can go <laughs> almost anywhere, and the deer get a little bit back to the same as the bow hunters, uh, where the deer start to pattern uh, a lot, and you don't have to worry about uh, uh, them them being. And they're not in the rut. They're not just randomly going places. You can pattern them a little bit. They're not quite as spooked because they're they're not quite as many hunters out in the woods. The downfall is it's usually a little colder. <laughs> yeah, it usually is. <laughs> Speaking of colder, uh, as we get ready for ice fishing season, which really isn't that far away, any new product out there you're seeing uh, that that intrigues you? Uh, Northland has some some new hot spoons, uh, and we see some, we always see a, see a few new spoons, but they they came out with some that I think are going to be uh, a really special lures this year. Jigging spoons have have. Uh, been kind of a hot ticket anyways, especially on Red and Lake of the Woods. And they came out with some new ones that are going to be uh, really special this year. Um, you know, the, the electronics have, have uh, improved a little bit from from uh, a lot of the companies with some of the new live scope type stuff where you can scan out and see things uh, moving a little ways away. Uh, Hummingbird came out with a new one of those. The Garmin's are just getting a little more popular. Uh, Lawrence came out with one too. So, so we're seeing some new stuff there. Uh, the Augers... Have kind of already got in the, the new special. There's been some minor changes, but but augers have changed so much to switch to either using a drill or or some kind of lithium battery on all the augers. That's what uh, the last few years almost everybody is switching over to the new styles of augers. And it seems like there's innovations on ice fishing stuff. We'll still see some more stuff that's going to come out in just the next uh, few weeks, just because uh, ice fishing's been an exciting sport where people are are really getting into it and they're. And they're making improvements on that stuff all the time. It's getting uh, the clothing's getting better. The uh, whether it's from your boots to your jacket to your bibs, all everything is getting a little bit better and and uh, making ice fishing even more enjoyable. That's why it's been such a growing sport. Well, I, let me, let me be the first to say I'm kind of a wuss when it comes to that, but um, I I will say it's it's pretty hard not to enjoy some of those mansions they put out on the lakes these days. <laughs> they, some of those are are pretty dang nice now. Them 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 you don't uh, 
You don't need to have the really nice clothing if you sit inside <laughs> no. one of those really nice houses. And those are getting more popular all the time, too. So. But, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, we take a look at the pressure, and you, you hear about the, the, the fishing hours on Red Lake, for example, and Lake of the Woods over the winter. Those are astronomical numbers. It's amazing how many uh, hours are being put out on the lake in the wintertime. It is. It's becoming a family get-together, which is wonderful. So you're seeing a lot of uh, husband, wife, and their kids going out and spending the time inside a uh, basically camping on the on the ice, they get to do the, some fishing, but they they just get to enjoy their company. It's been a great uh, a great deal for families. I think uh, that's one of the nice things about uh, ice fishing. And and sometimes it's a, a group of uh, some brothers or or some fam- you know some siblings that just get to go up once in a while and and rent a fish house or some a group of buddies, high school buddies or something. It, it's it's been a great deal with people being able to get together, sit inside nice, comfortable houses, uh, whether they whether they rent one or have one or anything and get to enjoy the, the time out on the ice, do some fishing and and, uh, and a lot of uh, enjoying company. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's still soft water season now, and of course, as we noted, some early hunting season's getting started as well. we got an extra day to be out there doing the things we want to do this weekend. So, Carl, I'm assuming Timberline Sports is going to be open to help us out no matter what, right? We, we're going to be open. We're running a big sale on a lot of our stuff. We're going to have a lot of our... Uh, our ice, or a lot of our summer fishing stuff that we're going to start putting on sale just to try to, uh, make some room so we can put in a few more fall things. Uh, we got, uh, we're running a big ammo sale. We've got some big truckloads of ammo, so we're going to wrap some, some ammo on sale. Hopefully it'll last a while. <laughs> um, but we're, we're, uh, we're, we're ready for the weekend. I'll be stuck, uh, stuck in the store, uh, this whole weekend. And then hopefully the rest of September, I get to spend some time chasing some fish around. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Hey, tell me, uh, what are the hours this weekend? Uh, we open at 5.30, and we, we close at 11 p.m., so 5.30 a.m. to 11 p.m. And you're going to be open uh, all through the weekend, including Labor Day? Correct. All right, it's Timberline Sports. It's Carl Adams spending some time with us today on uh, Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Carl, as always, thanks for taking the time. We appreciate it. Sounds perfect. Thanks, Kev. That'll do it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for spending some time with me. Got a great show lined up for tomorrow to get us into the long holiday weekend. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast at Podcast One or on the Pod MN app so you can listen at your leisure and get some bonus coverage too. I'm Kev Jackson. Good luck on the water or in the woods. Now we're going fishing. Bye bye, Yankee.